it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. Okay, welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I am Gene Bolduck, your host. I am your servant. I'm here to serve you today. And, and joining me is Penny Rich, also your servant. That's By right. the way, for the last many years, you know, uh, Orange County's foolishness that she isn't still our servant, but actually <laughs> you are because you, I am, bless I your am. heart, work at, yeah. you found a way and you work at the courthouse. I do. Um, uh, you know, by the way, speaking of, by the way, as you probably know, I got a love letter, I think from your boss, isn't oh, your wow. boss's okay. title, the Orange County Clerk of Superior Court? Is that That's his? correct. Yes, that is his yes, title. Yes, I got a love letter from him that said, Dear Jean, please come and join us. <laughs> Around September 7th yeah. or 9th or something. And yeah, yeah. we'll have a bunch of great people from the community. Absolutely. Come in, yeah. And you'll all sit in the same room together knowing nothing about each other. But you might get to meet a criminal. There you go. There's a lot of cases coming up. So, I, you know, as I told you, you, you might want to be prepared to actually get chosen this time. I yeah. might actually get chosen this time. You know, I wrote my yeah. column about this this week. And uh, the last time I was chosen, I'm my estimate is that it was about 20 years ago. Here's how I make this estimate. You'll love this. As I waited, you know, you have to wait in this waiting room with sure. all of the prospective jurors. And um, what I do remember specifically about it is that I brought something with me to read. I'm sure I had the newspaper because I think it was working for the newspaper at the time. I'm sure I know I brought stuff to read. I remember uh, not at all being entertained by my phone. My cell phone. Oh, that's oh, right. So it's got to be twenty years ago. Uh, yeah. So it's probably we, like twenty years ago. Yeah. And you know, we we got called into the courtroom finally, and the first group of about a dozen people went up and sat in the jury box to be questioned. And uh, they all said, you know, people said different things. You know, that this is a point where it's it's it, it's partly voir dire, but it's also to ask jurors if any of them. Uh, really need to be excused. Right. Uh, like, for example, if you were the sole uh, care provider for a, a sick family member or a newborn baby, which I was in 1982 when I got called to jury duty in Durham, my son Brian was about two weeks old. Hmm. And I, I limped into the courthouse and said, yeah, listen, I just had a baby. <laughs> Yeah, I can't do this. You know, it's not a good situation for me to be here. I'll just leave it yeah. at that. You don't need right. so many details. Ladies, you know what I'm talking about. And mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, the, the clerk just took one look at me and said, congratulations. You know, oh, here's your document. Excused. Go in, yeah. go yeah. in peace. <laughs> we yeah. don't need sleep deprived <laughs> hormonal no. people here. Right. Um, and, I, and I mean, I didn't have daycare for a newborn infant, so. Uh, my mother-in-law was visiting, but but didn't live with us. She lived in Connecticut. So so that's how I was excused the first time. And when I went in Orange County, we got into the courtroom. They're talking to the first group and uh, they're asking people, is there any reason that you should be excused? And and one of the one of the prospective jurors raised her hand and said, well, you know, she explained quite indignantly that 
she is an anesthesiologist at UNC hospitals. And there were people whose surgeries might have to be rescheduled or would otherwise be disrupted if she's not at work tomorrow. And uh, that her job is very important. And, and so, you know, and she, she kind of, you know, she kind of, she's very special. And she very sat back and she sat back, like, I guess I just gave it to you. And the judge just leaned up, you know, and he waved his arm out toward the courtroom to all of us. And he said, well, doctor, all these people have jobs and obligations and lives that are just as important as yours. And today, like them, your job is to be a citizen juror if you are selected for this jury. You know, like maybe you're not going to make the cut, so don't worry yeah. about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> um, and I mean, yeah, I mean, really, uh, everybody's face had that, thank you, judge. <laughs> yeah. Like the rest of us are chopped liver. Look written it, all it, over it. And it ended up not having... That, you know, no, the, no, the, uh, yeah. the defendant. Did you, get did you get chosen for that one or not? Uh, no, because the defendant pleaded out. As soon oh, as, so it, they made as, soon plea, as yeah. it became clear there was actually going to be a trial, yeah. the defendant took the plea. Right. They, and that they happens made the often. Last offer, right. And, right. And, they, and they came and told us, you know, listen, um, thank you. All of you, all of you, you know, we signed your document. You have served on, on jury duty because you were here today and ready to ready to go. And the fact that the trial ended is uh, not on account of any of you. So, right. so we are considered to have served, but I didn't actually get to sit through a trial as a juror. I kind of hope that I do because I feel like, yeah. I feel like I could do that job. I probably shouldn't say this, but I've never been called in um, Orange County to be a juror oh, in red North alert. Carolina at all. Red alert. Um, but I was <laughs> when I lived in New York City, um, which was, you know, most of my life before here. Right. Um, I did get I did get called for jury duty, but I was on, um, um, you know, the special juries that do the indictments. So it was a grand jury. Right. You were on a grand and jury. It was for a whole month, every morning for a month. So you can go to work in the afternoon. And you get the, the same premium payment of about 25 bucks a day, right? It was something like that. It was not yeah. like a whole lot of money. Yeah. Um, it's 20, but you, 20 but we did get, in Orange County. It's 20. Yeah. I, I had to get fingerprinted, which was really interesting. Cool. Um, and you got to come up in the special elevators and stuff because you were hearing pretty rough cases and deciding whether you were going to indict people in um, New York City wow. at the time. A couple of, I mean, you, it's not just one case. You would hear a number of right. cases. Yeah. Indict. I mean, and that that's, what they're, that's what they're doing in Atlanta. They, they impaneled two grand juries. Yeah. And I think the reason is <clears throat> that they, they know that the, um, the election, uh, the election tampering case sure. against the former guy is, is just going to gobble up a huge amount of time and they still have crime, other crimes. That's right. In county. And right. so they probably have to do these concurrently. Well, which is just, if you think about it, Gene, the, the, the mess that this uh, former guy created just continues to go on. Um, and, and just affect America in so many different ways. It's, it's just stunning. And I know we were, we were going to hit on it a little bit, but you, you know, the fact that the, that uh, this guy is still front and center um, on a daily basis. 
right? I yeah. mean, it's not a good way that he's front and No, center, that's right. He's, it's he's it, front and almost center. all of the news that he's in is negative. And, it's and negative. This is the part that gets me, I, and I know it does you too. The fact that it is that way is is in part allowing him to continue to raise tons of money. Millions. And his, Millions. And his dastardly victim status, we're all against him. Um, and, and all that. And that's the part that really irks me is that, that, that is an ongoing crime. That's a crime that was committed this morning, this afternoon, and this evening, 24, I mean, it's online. So it's 24 hours a day. Um, this is not just, it's not at all a political disagreement with a conservative politician. Um, it's, you know, I feel like every day I want to call Crime Stoppers and say, do you need for me to give you that address again? 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 I know. Again? Again. And, and you're right. I mean, we, we you, you know, uh, it, it, it's not just this. Um, I don't I don't agree with Donald Trump because he's a Republican. First of all, he was never a Republican. So let's like put that out right. of our heads. This was just all a game. Um, I mean, but, you know, if you bring it home to North Carolina, it, you look at Tim Moore. I mean, he got his, his booty in a lot of trouble and. You know, excuse me. I mean, you know, we, we we're all like we didn't agree with Tim Moore's political, you know, his politics. But now you look at him and I'm, I'm like, how does anyone trust something like this? You know, this this yeah. is this is what our politicians are. We're talking about public servants. And, you know, and, and I know we want to talk right. a little bit about, you know, the upcoming election. We are. But we're going to this- talk about the municipal elections. And yeah. stuff, one of the worst things about this stuff is is the extremely negative effect that it has on the on the process writ large uh, on people mm-hmm. deciding you know i really care about uh the international baccalaureate program maybe i should run for school board and make sure that it has great support and I, and and people have to consider this stuff as right. part of that calculation because it now it's in the mix of, right. Do I want to open my life and that of my family to all of the stuff that that has rippled out into our society, uh, our very well armed society a, as a result of this? And and I mean, this this is a terrible a, a terrible um, negative effect on our lives and our little our little orange County in, in the mm-hmm. middle of North Carolina, our little blue dot in the sea of red. I really, you know, I don't mind being a blue dot in the sea of red. If I, if I know that if I get accused of a crime that the people in the courtroom are going to hear my side hear that I didn't do it and, and acquit me, mm-hmm. you know, people really, really need to have faith in the judicial system to make it work. And that's an absolutely every single day thing. It's not like voting for a judge every four years or, yeah. or watching yeah. with no, it is. It's every day. the Supreme Court. It, this stuff is in your life every day, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. And yeah. It, it I, takes people, ordinary schleppy people like me and you. No offense. Yeah. No, uh, that's okay. I, no, I totally get that it. job. I, I walk the courthouse every day. I mean, I see what's going on and say hello to the judges. And, you know, I, every day I'm sort of like just talking with folks and, you know, thanking them for being there because it's not, 
It's not easy anymore because, and it's because of Donald Trump. It's not, I'm not saying that it wasn't like this before and that there were, there was this whole negative thing towards politicians and, and, and uh, the, um, the judicial system itself, but now it's worse. You know, the fact that you need to have five deputies on traffic day, you know, on traffic court day, five deputies at the front door on on traffic day. I mean, because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, know, we've, we've had. We've had That's someone right. run up in Orange County after they got convicted of attempted murder and they ran out of the courtroom and into the woods. I mean, you know, <laughs> we've had that happen and it's scary. It's just, you know, there's there's well, just just a I, whole I remember a really I remember a really fun case. I shouldn't say it was fun, but uh, of, of um, a person. Oh, this had to be 15. This had to be 20 years ago um, mm. who. Uh, was trying to flee out of the courthouse in Hillsborough and went into the bathroom. And do you remember this? And jumped out the window. And um, that person, I don't remember if this was a male or female, it doesn't matter. They broke their arm, jumping out the window, trying to escape, and then sued the county. For not having for, bars for getting, on the window. For getting their arm broken. <laughs> Well, there's I, bars on the window I, now. You can't I, jump I, out anymore. I love the judicial <laughs> system. All right, yeah. so we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to convince everybody to run for office. You're listening to The Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back, and, you know, the uh, the Zoom lady just told us recording in progress, and, and uh, you know, Penny, uh, Penny and I, we're all about progress. We we want progress. And I'm telling you, the, the most important thing in helping your community make progress is a lot of engagement and involvement by ordinary citizens, not exactly. people necessarily, not that I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, but not necessarily people who have higher political ambitions. Uh, that's perfectly fine to have them. But you you really have to have, uh, and Orange County is very fortunate to have a lot of involvement this way. You need a lot of boards and commissions that are run by uh, and and manned by or womaned by um, by ordinary citizens who mm-hmm. you know who make decisions about easements and you know all kinds of quasi judicial sure. decisions that are made by yeah. boards and commissions that are appointed by the county government and by the local municipalities. And and we are a target-rich environment in this community, very unlike most of the rest of our state, frankly. Right. Um, we, we, we are rich in that resource. And the county knows this and appreciates it and expresses that appreciation. I'm happy to say that I've been on the receiving end of some of that appreciation because, you know, you do this work for nothing. Um, right. It's, it's something you do with your free time, which has value. Um, but it really does, it adds up. It, it makes the community better. And it does. It, it means yeah. less corruption. I'm just going to put it right out there. It, I, I think you're less right. Less corruption. Uh, no, I think you're right. And I, and I think sometimes, uh, and I, I don't know if you've ever been um, the victim of this, Sometimes people that are volunteer on vol- these volunteer boards um, take a little abuse from the com- from community members, especially like a planning board or 
you know, certainly anything to do with schools. I, I mean, we are we are a hyperactive political um, county. And yeah. um, well, not everybody, though. You know, it's interesting. I started talking to some of the um, folks that are that are going to run for office um, because, you know, believe it or not, I know a lot of people don't believe this, but people still call me and ask me, you know, how do I run for office? Uh, you know, what do I do? If you you've won a lot of elections, tell me, tell me, you know, what I need to be doing. What what right. are what are the issues? Right. Um, so I've I've talked to a number of people that are running, uh, both for Chapel Hill and Carver already, and um, you know, I think we are very fortunate. I think the fact that um, we are going to have maybe ten people running in the Chapel Hill town council election this year. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's wow. great. I. I Absolutely. And that's for four. Think, that's four seats that are available. So that's going to be a good. That's race. right. It's going to be a really good race. You and I talked a little bit about this before we came on air, but um, competition is good. People should never walk into right. um, their seats. And unfortunately, the last race in the for the county commissioners, they all just walked in. There was no competition. Yeah. And I, what, I'm what not this a fan. Is, no, it's not good. It's not good. You need to be able to explain yourself in front of people and why you want to run and why what makes you better than someone else. Right. right. If you don't have competition, you don't have to explain that. And it's it becomes sort of, um, you know, it's 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 just sort of like, you know, you're you're anointed. You're just kind of like walking in there. Um, and I'm not saying that you're not prepared and you're not going to be a good uh, politician. I'm, I'm just saying that for the public, it's better to have dialogue and conversation. Uh, unfortunately, we do these silly forums. We don't actually have debates, but. Um, right. Yeah, and it's it's just better all around for the. Community. I mean, the other the other part of the campaign that's it, that if you're having a competitive race is is good for the public is the candidate, like you say, going to forums, um, but also just go, going door to door and canvassing um, and meeting as many people. I mean, you can just you can canvass just by. Uh, you know, going to Weaver Street Market and meeting people yeah. during the busiest times that they're yeah. there and going to other events that are already happening, whether you go or not, and and using the the gathering as an opportunity to introduce yourself to people. And, you know, that that maybe is a process that is not very appealing to people, people who are introverted, maybe would want to reconsider about that. I, I think politics would tend to attract more extroverted people. Um, That's right. But I, but I think that if you're if you're going to offer yourself for public service, people have a right to know. Let's just start at the most basic, at the most basic level. They need to know what your temperament is. Can you mm-hmm. walk up to this person in the grocery store, as I've seen happen to Lydia Lavelle? Many times, too many times to count, I'm sure. And I know that this happened to you on a regular basis. That while you're trying to decide which melon you want to buy or whether or not it's going to be this head of lettuce or that head of lettuce, that someone will come up and interrupt your evaluation process of produce and tell you all about a problem they're having with their neighbor or that their trash pickup hasn't been on time, or whatever their issue is, that they really want the top of the government, which is going to be you, the chair of the county commissioners at that time, Mm -hmm. or the mayor, 
of any of the townships, they happen to know that the mayor shops in their grocery store and here you are. And I'm going to just skip over all the levels of reporting my problem and go right to you. And you have to be polite to that person every single time. You do. And they're being rude to you. (laughs) Right. And I actually, I actually like the idea of it starts with temperament because I think you, you you know, you should watch how people um, act at meetings and see if that's the kind of leader that you want to support. Now, you know, it used to happen to me a lot in the grocery store. It's a common occurrence. But also times when I've been sitting with my family and having dinner, people would come over and say, you know, hey, how are you? I really wanted to talk to you about blah, blah, blah. And I would I would be very nice and just say, you know, we, you give me a call or send me an email. Right. I'm happy right. to meet with you anytime. We're kind of having a special birthday dinner here for my son right now. Right. You know, and right. I think, you know, most people would respect that. But, oh, I just right. wanted to come over and say hello. OK, that's cool. That's really cool. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Give me a shout. I'd love to meet you for coffee. You know, you just right. have to you could, you could turn it into something right. good. And that's what I've been talking to with these folks that are asking me like, how do I do this? And how do I do that? And, you know, most, most of it right now for me is, is telling them how to communicate with people, because like you said, you have to knock on doors. You have to meet as many people as possible. That is the best thing for you to do. And, you know, the races are different. I think Carbro is going to heat up also. I think we're going to have, um, I believe there's, there's going to be three seats, right? There's, um, there's three seats on the Carbro town council. Right. And then there's going to probably have to be a special election. The mayor, there's the mayor. Um, right. For Carborough and for Hillsborough and for Chapel Hill. And for Chapel Hill. Yeah, all the mayors are up. All the mayors Um, are up. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And And the Chapel Hill um, Board of Education. So listen, let's let's lay all that out when we come. We're up against the next break. And uh, let's 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 take our next quick break and then come back and and kind of go through these and talk a little bit about some new faces. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's 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 in some ways, you know, kind of surprising, but. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how all this is going to shake out. And, uh, I think I, I have to be honest, I'm more than any particular race. I hope I'm not giving too much away. I'm more interested in seeing what the turnout is. Yeah. Uh, I think that sends a message to Raleigh when, uh, people turn out. So we'll, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that when we come back. You're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 the hill. Please don't go away. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. And Penny is just, just, you know, even through even though it's through zoom, pulling my leg so hard that my foot hurts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, Penny is my public service correspondent. That's right. And uh, she's the queen of public service in Orange County. And I'm grateful for it every day. Uh, not only because of your own service, which is quite substantial. Um, but because I know that you have mentored other people to serve in various capacities. And by the way, I would have, I would have plenty of advice for anybody who wanted to, I ran unsuccessfully for public office. I ran for the Orange County school board in 1994 when no liberal was getting elected to nothing. I would just point (laughs) out (laughs) it was, uh, I was swimming upstream, Um, but I, I mean, I have some good advice for yeah. people who want to run and the and 
you know, let's let's go through some of what these issues are. These would apply, I think, to all of these offices, whether, you, you know, the mayor, the mayor's office is a little bit different from running for a council seat or being on a board where you're running to be one of several. Right. Uh, a mayor's position is more of an executive uh, position. But mayors, uh, mayors, interestingly, are in some ways um, have to remain retail politicians if they're going to be good at the job. That's true, Gina. And I also think that, uh, you know, mayor, and, and this is this is why you you look for someone when you vote for them as mayor is, is the quality of them being able to stay um, fairly neutral and understand and yes. listen to everybody's opinion. Right. And and never get um, you know ahead of yourself and start talking about what you want to do. Right. It's, it's it's this group effort, this team effort, this whole council effort, um, and and you. That's why when you think about who's going to be mayor, you need someone that um, can handle uh, both sides of issues. Um, you know, is it is is, is level headed? Is someone that. Um, uh, you know, is going to be able to talk to their board members when they don't, uh, they totally don't agree with them. And, you know, meetings, uh, I'm not telling you anything. Meetings get hot. They can. And then not just they because it's July. They, get, right. they can get yeah, hot. They can get, and, yeah. And, you know, yeah. the the most important thing that the mayor does and that the chair of the county commissioners does is run the meeting. Is, That's is, right is run it and a lack of a better term, be a referee, but yeah. you know, a fairness and um, okay. Uh, you, and then you uh, commissioner, so-and-so then commissioner, such and such, and having some general notion of how much time everybody's taking, you have to be able to uh, politely interrupt members mm-hmm. of the public who go too long during public comment, periods and say, um, listen, I can see that you have more to say, and we, we want to hear everything you want to offer us. If you would be interested in writing this up in an email and sending right. it to us or coming back at our next meeting, we'd, we'd love to hear from you uh, some more, but we're going to have to move on now. Um, those, you know, not everybody's cut out for that kind of thing. And sometimes people are, uh, you know, get a little hot about issues that they care about themselves. And that's, that might be why they're running for office. Right. Those are, those are things to consider about, do I want to be the mayor of the whole town, which is how you should look at the job. Even the people who did not vote for you, you're right. their mayor too. It's like being president. Yeah. Um, it's like being president, but better and smaller. And um, do you want to do that? Or do you want to be, a seat on the council where, you know, you have your three issues that you passionately care about and you're there to advocate for them. And, you know, and, and without apology, um, you know, meaningfully and passionately advocate for those things. And that means, you know, supporting groups in the community that, um, that are in favor of those things. And that might put you on one side or another, in a development debate, for example, you might have environmental concerns on one side and affordable housing concerns on another, and that brings tensions to the situation. So you have to ask yourself, do you want to be an advocate for these positions that I care about, or do I feel like I have a good temperament for de-escalating conflict and bringing people together 
in the real mm-hmm. sense, not in the phony political speech sense. Right. right. Uh, no, that's very important, Gina. Well. And I think you I think you stated that very, very well, because I think, you know, it it is it is a very different job from being a council member than being a mayor. And you can see you can see how our, some of our council members work their way into being mayor and how they had to change up you know, how they do things. And you do. I mean, I could tell you just from being the chair of the board, you do, you, you're, you're, the first thing you have to do is run an efficient meeting because if you don't, you're going to go to two, That's, three o'clock in the boy, morning. Everybody's going to remember like, that. Yeah. That, right. So you don't want to do that. You want to get, <laughs> you want to get through things. And the way that you do that is you, you, you prepare before the meeting, uh, you know, yes. even starts. So there's a lot more of, you know, doing that prep work that, that the public doesn't see. Um, right. And that's that's where your staff comes in, too. If you can rely on a really good staff and we are, are so fortunate in right. all of Orange County governments, all of our staff in in the towns and in the county, they're great people and they want to do what's right for uh, the people that their communities. Um, but there's a whole lot of prep that goes into it before you get to a meeting. And so that's running an efficient meeting is really very, very important. And then, you know, when you're a council member, you're right. You can get up there and it's like, this is what I want. This is what I'm fighting for. And I'm sticking to my guns. This is what we're going to do. Right. Um, and so it is. It's a. It's just a whole different mentality. Now, I mean, you know, we could take the um, the, the um, land use uh, that just went down in Chapel Hill. That was a really challenging um, discussion for for mayors and the mayor and council people. I mean, there, there was really strong opinions on both sides. Um, I, I I want to say that I am in favor of what happened. I think that we do need to change um, our land use. Uh, I think some of the old land use, uh, uh, you know, statutes and, and uh, you know, policies that we had um, are, um, they're prejudicial. They're, they are, they are racist. They are, they go back to, you know, when we, we were only building these single family homes that only sort of, you know, upper middle class white people can afford. Um, we, we have to change that. If we want a diverse town, if we want a diverse community, we have to change it. So I, you know, kudos to Chapel Hill. They did a good job of that. But let's talk about that. So Chapel Hill has um, four seats. And I think I know of about 10 people running for that right now. I mean, you know, we don't I, know. I that mean, that is glorious. That's how you. Yeah. Get, that's how you get a well-balanced board, I hope. I, I, I agree. And I, I think we have a we have some young folks. We have some environmentalists. We have. You know, of course, you have, you have a block from the no growth group there. You're always going to have that. Um, and, you know, when I talk to people, I said, look, you have to distinguish yourself. What makes you different from everybody else? Why would I want to vote for you? What What is it? You know, you can pick the same three issues. Everybody's going to pick affordable housing. Everyone's going to pick the environment. Everyone's going to pick transit. But what is it that makes you different? What is it that makes folks want to look up and say, oh, yeah, you know what? I like what that person's saying. I'm going to vote for them. Just like we were saying during the break about Katie Porter. There you go. Wonderful Congresswoman from Orange who won Orange County. Thank you. Very California. (laughs) Very uh, California. uh, Orange County, California, one of the most conservative districts probably in the country. And she won that district, I'm sure, through old school, uh, shoe leather, um, you know, house parties and connecting with people. The minute you are introduced to Katie Porter, you know, in a hot second, why she is an effective public servant. She considers herself, for one thing, a public servant. 
that she right. works for the people she represents. Uh, so that's 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 a beautiful thing to see once again in our Congress. But what she did just this week um, in her questioning period in in uh, the oversight, I think the oversight committee is she took her questioning period and turned it into a game of jeopardy uh, for the Department of Defense and officials who were testifying. And this was this was funny, extremely well informed very effective, used her time perfectly. She ran out of time exactly at the end. So I'm going to say well-rehearsed, you know, well-prepared, like you said. She came came to the Congress to play. And and she is now running for the Senate uh, where those particular skills will not get as much airtime or use, but I think that she'll get a higher purpose in, yeah. in what she's doing. But she, I mean, she is so effective in what she does. And she's just a breath of fresh air and how she approaches her job, which is that she thinks that it's her job to hold the government accountable to her constituents. Mm-hmm. They're paying Brilliant. for this. Brilliant. How yeah, easy Brilliant. is that? I know. I, I, I like her a lot. And then, you know, let's go back to like talking to to, to folks that are running here. Um, and, and what you say to them and, and what you tell them that they need to do. Um, I mean, and, and I'm basically talking to folks and I'm telling them the same things, you know, you got to yeah. knock on doors. You got to get out there and meet people. You know, you got to, you got to distinguish yourself from others. And Katie Porter certainly does. Um, AOC, another one you, we were talking a little bit. Right. She definitely right. distinguishes herself. I mean, they use uh, that questioning, that very small amount of time they get. Yeah. In a in a in a committee meeting that maybe has thirty members of Congress on that panel, ha, you know what are you going to do that's memorable? Well, they have reinvented how to use question and answer time. Yeah. That's great with members. Great. So, but you know when you talk to, to folks here and you, and they're like I said, like how are people going to remember that I should vote for you when there's ten people up there? You know, right. so you, you get an indie endorsement and that's what you're going to go by. I think that, you know, I think we, we need to think, re- rethink these like endorsements, right? Because, you know, an indie endorsement is nice, but is it, is it everything? Is it, you know, I don't know, you know, like, yeah, you can go with your indie endorsement, but you should do your own homework too. You should actually go out. And if you really want try to, vote, to meet the candidates in person, was, if you possibly say, can, you should, yeah. you should call. If you, if you want to meet your candidates, you should call them and tell them you want to meet them. I mean, right. because we're, we're, a, we're small enough towns where if, if that person doesn't can't, can't set up a meeting with you, just a coffee, half hour coffee. I want to talk to right. you. I want to, I want to see what you're all about. Right. Right. They should be able to do that. That's part of the job. And, for running and if for they office. won't, if they won't do it as a candidate, like I said, I, I really feel like you can probably evaluate how people are going to be as representatives um, based on how they are as candidates and just as people just walking around in the world. Um, I, I, I've, I've told you before that when I've booked people for the show, for my show, and they have just stood me up or just were very casually and rudely late knowing I've got to book the studio and other people need to use the facilities and all that stuff. And if they just act like that's nothing, um, 
you know, I form an opinion based on that. And I don't think that's unfair. Yeah, it's not good. I, I think that when, it, you it treat, isn't when you treat people that way, when you're a candidate, there's no reason in all the world for me to think that you would behave any differently once you have the office. That's right. So, That's right. I, yeah. so I'm willing to leap to that conclusion. Let me take a quick break. Penny is not going to believe this. We have to take one more break. And uh, we're going to be right back. (laughs) I know we're going to be right back. You're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler with Penny Rich, who's going to tell you something amazing when we come back. I have no idea what it's going to (laughs) be. You're listening to the Weekend Water Cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Okay, we're talking about progress. And we're talking about running for office with Penny Rich, the wise, wise. I don't want to, I don't want to say that makes it sound like you're old. It's not that. Uh, That's okay. I get it. Seasoned. Seasoned. Like a delicious chicken. (laughs) Well seasoned. Okay. So I'm going to say this, um, you know, I ran for office, like I said, um, and, and I was unsuccessful. I was, I was proud for how I ran my race. I'm glad to have had the experience. In retrospect, I'm probably glad that I didn't win. Um, <laughs> I, I would have done a good job on the Orange County School. Sure. I cared for many, many years. I worked very hard to contribute. I still, I still contributed to uh, the schools, obviously raising my children you know, through the system right, and, sure. and, uh, and, and whatnot, but even, you know, even if just a couple of years ago, long after my children were out of the Orange County schools, I was on their uh, equity task force. And I feel like that work is important. I think it's being challenged a great deal right now. And it's right difficult, now it is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I think that, um, I think Penny, that in the era that we're in, uh, uh, this is this is my admonition, which I think you would uh, align yourself with. If you're thinking about running for public office, please know that everything you do is public record. Uh, walking to the mailbox, scratching your behind in public, everything you do is is in the public record if you're running for public office. And that means that you need to drive at or below the speed limit, you need to, you, you, you need to, uh, as Steve Halkiotis would say, you need to keep your nose clean because you're, you're, you need to hold yourself to that standard. You, and, mm-hmm. and that's what's expected of you. If you're not willing to, or you feel like that's too much to ask of a person, then don't run for office. There are many, many ways to contribute to the things Absolutely. that you care about without right. being an elected official who is, um, at a level of responsibility to speak on behalf of uh, of your constituents. The other thing is, be aware of your surroundings when you're walking around, just walking around in the world. It's it's getting dangerous to uh, offer yourself for public service these days. And I just think with a a, a little bit of, uh, a, you know, you think of driving defensively, and I think that you should just be out in the world defensively. You should, you should be aware of conflict conflict that might escalate because people engage in conversation with you about issues that they care about passionately. Things can get out of control if you engage in arguments instead of just policy discussions. And I want anybody who 
considers running for public office. If you go out canvassing, you need to do it in pairs. You need to be safe in how you conduct yourself and do this. And for heaven's sake, call Penny Rich and ask (laughs) her for advice. But but, but on on the serious level, call public official who you know, who you may know, or I think that's great. You yeah. respect and you, yes. and you have watched how they've been in public life. And, right. and you, when you look at them, you think, I think I want to do it because that's how that person does it. And I admire that. And I think if you, if you have a person who you want to emulate, call that person and ask them to let you buy them a cup of coffee and yeah. pick their brain yeah. until they just can't stand you anymore. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, I think, yeah, I think something very important also here is because so we are so hyper uh, political and it's not everybody. So it's there's small groups of very loud people that get hurt all the time. Um, and, right. and a lot of times what they say is, is is not truthful, but they can be hurtful towards people. And I've had that happen to me where people yeah. are saying, I, oh, I did this and I did that and I didn't. And so you you need to be able to grow with that too. You need to be able to like take that and grow with that if you're going to stay right. in the political field, um, because it, it can get very, very, it can get negative very quickly. Um, and all, all you need is a couple of groups of people that are in these clubs that start going after you. Yeah. Um, and you, you need to grow a thick skin. You have to be very mindful. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think also if you're running for office, have a good time with it. You know, I, I know it's stressful. You got to raise money. Don't don't even think twice. You definitely have to raise money. Unfortunately, race is my first race in, uh, when I ran for town council, I think I, I raised maybe like seven thousand uh, dollars. And then the second time I ran, I ran on uh, public. Uh, we had we had public money then to run. I don't know if you recall it a very yeah. short time, um, but we it was it was like a you know between seven and ten thousand dollars. Now to run for chapel of town council, you got to raise like twenty thousand um, dollars. So you got to think about That's like staggering. how you do that. It, it is. It's it's too much. It's way too much money for our small towns. Carboro's a lot less. I mean, you know, because Carboro's so I, I mean, you know, the population of Carboro is a whole lot less and you need less votes to get into office. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, a good point, Gene, if you if you do like how a politician um, acts in public and, and, and you want to sort of like get some pointers from them, call them. They should meet with you. Um, and so you know, I think we got about 10 people running in, in Chapel Hill. I know about three or four people already in Carborough that um, not everybody signed in to run, but I know that people have been talking about it. I'm not quite sure what's happening up in Hillsborough. I know Matt Hughes said he was running again for his seat. Uh, Mark Bell, of course, is a a commissioner. They call themselves commissioners, uh, and he's running for mayor. Um, So there'll be a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, going up there. I heard that Mike Woodward, Woodard is running for mayor of Durham. Which is oh, is that right? Oh, that's great. Yeah, come off the General Assembly. So um, I know that's not necessarily Orange County, but, you know, uh, Chapel Borough and WCHL does talk a little bit about um, our, our yeah, surrounding counties yeah. often. So, um, yeah, well, so, you know, yeah, that's people, fantastic. I mean, I, I think I, th- those are going to be those are going to be good races. Um, the Absolutely. deadline for filing is uh, next Friday, July 21. If you're thinking about filing, I mean, you know, check it out. Go up yeah. and talk to the Board of Elections too. Find out. I don't know what the fees are for each of these. I know for the I know for the um for the school board it's something like five dollars or something. Yeah, town council, I think it's still five dollars too. I think they wanted to keep it really low. Commissioner, it's it's one percent of your 
salary. So it's like a, you know, $250 and, or something like that. Um, wow. You know, and, and clerk of court uh, register of deeds, it's a 1% of your salary. It, it starts getting up there. And, yeah. Yeah. They, there's, um, you know, yeah, the, but of the, course, you know, I, I mean, if you're running also. for school board, you're, you're running for ways to spend your money. You, you get a stipend for uh, per meeting, you know, you get a per diem or something. Um, but, but you right. don't get paid for the job. It's not like, uh, it's, it's not like some of these other jobs, but, um, yeah. it's, uh, it's, so it should be $5, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. to, to yeah. file, to, to, to run for the opportunity to spend your money. <laughs> right. And I, I liked you, what you said, we talked a, a, for, at this for a quick break. It'd be nice. It, it's nice for us now to see who's going to show up for, for this um, election. Who, what, what, what part of the population is going to vote right now? Cause right. We, at, during a presidential election um, and even year elections is very, very different than odd year elections. It's, yeah, it's I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there right now. I think that the young people in this County are going to surprise everybody again. It happened so. in 24 and it happened in 20. It happened even more so in 22. And I think that the uh, turnout of young voters is going to be even greater in 20 and in, in this fall in our community, in these municipal elections. And I think that's going to be a real canary in the cave for next year. I think next year is going to be a gigantic turnout among young voters. Oh yeah, well, well especially with the over Supreme Penny. Court, this yeah, the Supreme Court decisions that that are going to affect these young folks' lives for yep. years to come, and they yep. are they are angry, and they are not going to put up with it. And I'll I tell mean, you what else they are: gone. they're yeah. hot. They yeah. know they know that this this environmental yeah. issue that we're facing right this moment, it's real. It's getting it very real. real. There are serious yeah. flash flooding dangers. Um, the, the weather is so extreme and the only thing I can think of that's more extreme is the fact that my clock is ticking and we are totally hey, out of time. Embarrassingly. So I make, I just, can't, I can't, I don't know how this happens every week. So uh, every week. Uh, so I, I hope to talk to you again next week because we have so much more to cover. Um, Ooh, we especially, got some good stuff you know, coming, don't we? Yeah. I, maybe there'll Oof. be, I don't know, maybe there'll be a legal development, but, uh, maybe uh, you can help me get ready in my preparation week after week for becoming part of the judicial system. I'm oh, really yeah. looking forward to it. And I always look forward to talking to Penny Rich. Thank you so much for- Oh, you betcha, anytime. Yeah. And, uh, you know, everybody, if you're going out, just, uh, you know, take it, first of all, hydrate, right? Mm -hmm. oh, uh, yeah. Take it easy, be safe out there. And if you're staying in, keep it on 75 and then keep the- Keep everything else on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.